Thanks for listening to this episode, which is all about mentoring. Recording this episode reminded me how much I enjoy mentoring. And I also really love connecting with podcast listeners. So I thought I'd offer one of you mentoring for an hour as a one-off opportunity to connect. This could be anything linked to combining a big career with young children or career progression with family life. I won't be able to give legal advice though. I would love to meet one of you virtually to chat to you if it's useful in any way. If you want to take part, just enter your name in a website. It will be like a type of a raffle as we don't want to. I don't want to have to choose someone. So we'll get technology to do that. And you can do that on leadersplus.org.uk forward slash mentoring competition. I always felt like I could sort of see the thing that was weighing you down, this ceiling. And I suppose the other thing is that we're probably very different, I think. Like I tend to think from the very big picture down. And I think the nature of your work is that you see all of the cogs in a way. And the conflict that you referred to, I think, is quite funny. It wasn't really a conflict, but I remember there was one point where I had to say, do you stop? Because you dived right into it. Welcome to the Big Careers Small Children podcast. I'm Felina Hefti, and I believe absolutely no one should have to choose between becoming a CEO and enjoying their young children. For far too long, amazing people have found themselves stuck on the career ladder when they have children. And this can lead to gender inequality at the top and the same stale, mostly male, middle-class people leading our organizations on our world. I want us all together to change this. And in fact, I hope that many of you listening to this podcast will progress to the most senior leadership roles possible, where you make decisions that make our world better. Beyond the podcast, I'm also the CEO and founder of the award-winning social enterprise Leaders Plus. If you want support from amazing like-minded peers, if you want to join our free events, we've got one coming up about returning to work in January, or if you want to find out about our world-class career development program, our fellowship programs for parents, then sign up to our monthly newsletter on leadersplus.org.uk forward slash newsletter. Today's guests are Laura Harrison, a frequent guest on this podcast and all around wonderful person, as well as mentor on the Leaders Plus Fellowship Programme, and her mentee, Rajni Rao, who is a Leaders Plus Fellow. We talk about what it takes to make a mentoring relationship transformational, where to go to find mentors and why some conversations make a difference and others don't. So I'm Rajani. I work for a company called Youth Loss and we build cool stuff. And I personally build a lot of web and IoT solutions in the cloud using AWS and I take pride in what I do. I have two young children, a two-year-old and a five-year-old. My lovely, supportive husband, Rahul. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Wonderful. And what did you use to assume about how to combine a big career with young children that you don't believe anymore, Rajani? Oh, my God. This is an amazing question. So I genuinely believed that having children will not only hamper your career, but will probably put a stop on your career. So I started my family really late. So my advice to the other women who are like me thinking that having children will cause your career, don't. If anything, it's been the contrary. My career has actually started progressing really fast since I've had children and I've had the motivation 
to do the right things since I've had kids because I really want to, you know, be a role model for my children. Not only that, I have two young girls and I want to make sure that should they need, they can be in engineering and enjoy a career in engineering without any struggle. So I'm paving the way there. So it's like an additional motivation for me to not only like progress in my career, but also do some of the outreach stuff where I can contribute and make a difference to the community for women in engineering. So, you know, the rest of the girls, like my children in, you know, 10, 15 years, is history. Like women in engineering is a normal thing. And I want to see more and more women in senior leadership. Brilliant. Laura, over to you. Who are you? What do you do for work? And who is in your family? Hi, Verena. So yeah, I'm Laura Harrison. I'll start with who's in my family. So I have a daughter, Rosie, who is 16. So she's just started her A-levels. My son, Sonny's 19. He's in his second year at university. I was going to say first year. That shows how quickly it goes. And my husband, Prath, who he and I have been married for, yikes, don't know, ages, <laughs> 20 odd years. And for a living, I run my own consultancy. I'm an independent consultant. I describe it as operating in the fuzzy space between strategy and organization development. And most of the clients that I have are nonprofits, so campaigning organizations, charities, membership organizations. And I guess I'm in the very lucky position that I love my work, which is, you know, a great place to be and a huge privilege, I know. Mm. And which is probably why you're so run over. You just told me before coming on air that you're completely swamped with clients asking you to do things. And that's usually what happens, isn't it, when you love what you do. And you're obviously a mentoring pair. And I want to unpick what worked to make the mentoring effective. Right. It. Now, Laura, you've obviously mentored through a range of programs, both formally, like with Leaders Plus and informally. But do you remember a mentor relationship where you have been personally mentored by someone that changed your trajectory? Yeah, I've been thinking about this before the podcast, and I really struggled to identify one specific or transformative relationship, which might not be super helpful in answer to the question. But I think it's more almost what's been expressed to me by others or what I've really benefited from is mentoring as a kind of value or a practice in people who I've worked with. So I've worked for some pretty awful people <laughs> in my life, but I've also worked for some amazing people who I think really gave me, who I saw as mentors. I mean, I did for a while have a kind of almost formal mentor, and that was a great relationship, a very productive relationship, and with a man, which for me is quite unusual because where I was generally, I think, seeking inspiration and support was from other women who'd been through a bit like Leaders Plus, I guess, but in a less formalized way, been through the experience of working and having kids. But I think on the whole, what I really benefited from, from all those relationships, so people who I worked for, and, you know, this one kind of more formal mentor was a building of my self-belief and a building of my confidence that the things about myself that maybe I thought needed to be perhaps kept in a box called home life or kept in a box called, you know, slightly weird version of Laura or whatever, were things that I could 
grow my practice from and become you know more effective as a result of so so much of it I think is about confidence and self-belief interesting so it's not actually the practical advice that you've received but it's the yeah I think I'm not a very practical person so I probably don't benefit very well from practical advice I think I think it's perhaps it was more this so I certainly I, I think of one woman now Hilary Oliver in case she's still listening who I worked for for a while she gave me loads of practical advice about things to do with how to manage having children her children were probably like 10 years older than mine so she was at a different stage and she would give me lots of advice about you know how not to sort of collapse in a heap when you got through the door and it was bath time and stuff. But I think most of that probably bounced off me. But I think what I really appreciated and drew strength from was the fact that she was talking about those things, that she you know, brought them to the table, that she was coming to me as my boss, as her whole self, with all the dramas of whole life, of family life and trying to get your kids to do a piano practice or whatever it was. So she probably did a sometimes even overwhelm me with practical advice, but I don't think it was that that really made the difference. I think it was the intention and the spirit of it that was more meaningful to me. I mean, it's obviously quite mm. personal, but it's people showing they care, I guess. It's the care. You know, I see you and I want you to do better and mm. I want you to be happy at work. I think that is so interesting because my best mentors have actually been really tough to me. Right. And now I think about why, and obviously at the time I hated it, Yeah. And I, <laughs> but the reason why that was actually is because they were tough because yeah. they wanted me to succeed. Yeah, they see something in you and they want to draw it out. And mm. the intention of that, that is the message is you're worth this and I care about you and you're more than just an instrument. Because so often relationships are quite transactional, aren't they? And, you know, I'll give you this and you get that, you know, so if you're a junior staff or You know, it's if you do your job well, I look better. So then when you have a boss or a relationship with somebody that goes beyond that and is just the intention is I want to see you progress and grow and that that's really clearly transmitted, whether it's through practical advice or, you know, something much more kind of philosophical. I think it's that that probably really grabbed me because we feel so lost and bewildered, or at least I did when my kids were little and everything's so hard at work that to just have someone see that in you and to want more for you, even when you can't almost bear to want it for yourself is, mm. oh, I've got a bit deep. Sorry, Verena. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only just realizing this as I say it. That's why I feel like I need to write loads of thank you letters now to all these amazing people. Yeah. Actually on that note, just also, sorry to go on a complete tangent here, but I read this amazing book by Vanessa Bonds about the influence that you have that you don't know. I'm sure Rajni, you will have heard me mention it a thousand times. But in there, it says about writing thank you letters and how oh. how the impact of thank you letters is so much higher than you think. And then that's proven by research. And after that, I actually went and wrote thank you letters to some people. And it really did make such a difference. It really touched them. And I thought it would be cheesy or they thought right. I was weird. So anyways, so coming I'm back gonna to... I'm going to be even busier <laughs> now before Christmas. I've got a lot of letters to write. So Rajani, you've obviously been introduced to Laura. Can you... Take us back to the moment of when you started talking to her. What were, went through your head? What were you expecting? Well, I have a surprise here. I've never had a mentor ever or a formal one. You know, I had my mum and she was my guiding light, but not in the spirit of, oh, at work, you know, I'm facing this. It's just that she was my strength. 
So I've never had mentors. I don't know why. I never even knew that I had to go and get mentors and ask for advice and guidance. And actually, Laura was my first mentor in that sense. So I didn't know what to even expect. And here I was uh, sat thinking, okay, I work in an agile environment, which she actually know my engineering world, the issues I face. Will I be able to relate to her? And I had a lot of questions about whether this mentoring can be a success. And up until then, I've been reading a lot of books and getting inspiration from books about just generally how to approach things. And I I didn't know the value of what a good mentor could bring until I met Laura. And I was like, wow, this is great. And since Laura, I have actually now gone and approached various other mentors because I totally believe the impact Laura has made in, you know, sort of opening the world for me. Yeah. So that was my initial thought when, (laughs) you know, to be honest, I didn't know what to expect. I had more questions than expectations. Yeah. That's so interesting. I had no idea. Because we should probably say the reason why you came on to the podcast is I think because we just put a general call out to our fellows and saying, is there someone who's had a really strong impact relationship? Because we wanted to use this podcast to unpick what makes a difference. So actually, it's really surprising to me to hear this. And just for our listeners, and also just for the fun of seeing Laura maybe going slightly red, on our video recording here, which listeners can't see. Can you just sh- summarize what the impact was that Laura made? Literally, I was in a situation at work where I was hitting ceilings. I didn't even know where my next step would be, where I have to go, what I have to do. I was completely lost. So when Laura, you know, we had our first session, it was almost like, hey, I need help. I need guidance of like, what am I going to do different? to change this. I was hitting ceilings, right? Like, okay, I'm a principal engineer. And now what? What can I do differently? How do I progress in my career other than just contributing in in terms of problem solving and engineering, right? And Laura actually made me see, I thought I was not doing leadership or I was bad at leadership. And Laura actually saw my strengths, my potential, and even my blind spots more than I can. And she has this uncanny way of making you think and getting the answers for yourself rather than feed. And I suppose, you know, just going by what she was sharing from her mentors, that she didn't give you like, here's your solution, you know, for this problem. She made sure that she asked the right questions that got you thinking. And that was like, for me, a transformation to just see how her questions made me realize actually I was doing leadership and more I was doing a lot of leadership collaborating with other teams which I hadn't seen for myself right because you're doing stuff and you don't sit back and think what you're doing is actually leadership and then it's nice to know that someone like Laura with all this wealth and experience that she sees the potential in me and she could see the strengths and where I'm stuck. And she guided me towards, okay, right, you can look at driving innovation, you can look at doing this at your work, so just giving those ideas where you can then work on it, explore and see what I'm going to do. And I think before Laura, I really sat there waiting for opportunities. After Laura's mentoring session, that changed for me, I would actually go out and find opportunities and I think our first session was really good where 
I had a very clear path of where I'm going with Laura's mentoring and as a consequence in my career. So I think the biggest takeaway for me is this journey of constant growth and learning. And I think I was reading and stuff, but it is not the same as having a mentor. And then something just clicks. And then here I am. And for me, I'm looking at things differently as well. So for me, life is right now a constant journey. It's a journey of learning. And any failures is a journey of learning. If you look at it from that perspective, that it's something that you're learning, then you're not going to be down because something didn't work. But you look at it positively saying, right, that's a learning I'm going to take and I'm going to apply in my next plan B. So we we came up with, you know, if plan A doesn't work, let's go with plan B. And that was really nice. And it's quite positive and inspiring way to navigate. Hmm. Interesting. And is, is there anything that you think either of you have done specifically to make that magic happen in the way that you describe? I think if there's chemistry between your mentor and you, I think it gives you the platform to do anything and express yourself and be yourself. And I think for me, Laura was the first one where I could actually share and be myself and she could see me and I could show her what I am. And I think that bond is the most important thing for me. Like I couldn't go to my mom and say, talk about work, right? Because she's out of touch. But I, I couldn't go to my husband and talk about stuff. But I could come to Laura and say, hey, this is what was happening and have that conversation, the open conversation where actually I practiced being ambitious and having an ambitious career with Laura. Every time we spoke, it was an avenue for me to be, you know, unashamed of having this much ambition and actually like, you know, freely express that, hey, this is what I want to be. And because I've had that, that avenue with Laura, now I can go back and talk to everyone else because I've had that practice and Laura made it happen for me. So I think it's that connection, it's that bond where, you know, it's a chemistry, just it works, it works. And Laura has been, there, there are times where Laura is trying to get me to see things and I'm you know, ducking and diving and, you know, trying to move away from the point. But Laura has a way, it's like, hey, hang on, let's come here, let's focus, let's do this, which is, I appreciate that about her as well. It's not always, you know, positive and, you know, without conflict. I think we just had one conflict. No, I wouldn't even call it conflict. It's like, hey, Vajne, you know, <laughs> I think you're ducking and diving. Yeah. <laughs> stop come on let's look at this together and I appreciate that so that's for me I don't know what Laura has to say I was just thinking about that as, as I was hearing you speak I think when I met you I found these two incompatible things so somebody who was feeling this sort of ceiling and then I was meeting a woman who codes you know this is golden right you know <laughs> there aren't a lot of them around <laughs> And people really want them and they're hugely valuable. And the influence of a woman who codes, you know, a woman who is kind of forging a career in STEM in, in such a, an interesting way is, you know, the potential there just seems so extraordinary. So I suppose for me, there was partly, I mean, I don't want to sort of make you seem like a specimen in a lab, but partly there was almost a sort of, this is intriguing, you know, how can we have these two 
incompatible things of feeling almost like I almost felt like I could sort of see the thing that was weighing you down this ceiling and I suppose the other thing is that we're probably very different I think like I tend to think from the very big picture down and I think the nature of your work is that you see all of the cogs in a way and the conflict that you referred to I think is quite funny it wasn't really a conflict but I remember there was one point where I had to say do you stop because you dived right into it you know I really felt that it was helpful to come up a few levels and I think that amused us both I think I even put my hand up like stop like a stop sign so probably there's something in that difference as well but I mean I suppose I hadn't really thought about this before but it does come back to maybe what I've appreciated in mentors I hadn't really sort of surfaced or crystallized for me but it's maybe all that you needed was someone as you say, to sort of see you and see the potential. And I mean, it's not for me to give permission, is it? I can't give anyone permission for anything. You know, my own kids don't take any notice of me. But, you know, for somebody to sort of say, well, why wouldn't you be ambitious? Look at who you are. Look at what you've achieved already, you know, and the world needs you. Because when you look at how engineering guys in tech are running the world, it's not really that enticing. (laughs) So let's have some more women in leadership, please. You know. Thanks for listening to this episode, which is all about mentoring. Recording this episode reminded me how much I enjoy mentoring. And I also really love connecting with podcast listeners. So I thought I'd offer one of you mentoring for an hour as a one-off opportunity to connect. This could be anything linked to combining a big career with young children or career progression with family life. I won't be able to give legal advice though. I would love to meet one of you virtually to chat to you if it's useful in any way. If you want to take part, just enter your name in a website. It will be like a type of a raffle as we don't want to. I don't want to have to choose someone. So we'll get technology to do that. And you can do that on leadersplus.org.uk forward slash mentoring competition. It's really interesting what you've mentioned about diversity. A lot of people will go for someone who is exactly like themselves. That's the instinctive place to Mm. find a mentor. What would you say to that? Well, I would say it's fraught with risk, isn't it? Because you're going to make layer upon layer of assumption about the similarity. And before you know it, you're kind of assuming that you're the same person, you know, and and we've all had relationships like that at work, haven't we? I've had countless bosses who've said to me, you remind me of me which has usually made me want to sort of, you know, throw myself off the nearest building, but never mind. But I think it's good. I think as long as you appreciate it and as long as you can find some common ground, and I suppose that's really good about the Leaders Plus program is the common ground is sort of the theme of the work, which is how can we forge ahead with our careers, you know, while we're parents. So you've got common ground there already. So I suppose as as long as it's acknowledged as different, I think it's good. And I've let what's been really great for me about working Rajani is that you know I've learned as well so I've always been interested in agile and you know it's it's interesting to hear her describing her work but also that continuous learning now applying to herself you know <laughs> sort of an agile self-development method in a way so it's been it's also I guess you're, you're going to learn more aren't you from somebody who's different from you and then you're more invested in the relationship you know mm. It's very true. And I think also, if we look at the senior roles, there's so many senior men and not that many senior women, unfortunately. So 
if we do want to have transformative relationships that are for mentors, we probably do have to be mentored by some senior men. And actually, at the moment, my mentor is a man, and I'm finding oh. him super useful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, it's very, very, very thought-provoking. And as you say, it's because, I mean, he doesn't have a different perspective because he's a man, but he's just generally very different from me. And that's a lot, I find, to the relationship. Um, it's interesting about the system that you mentioned, you know, what role do you think mentoring needs to play if gender equality and senior leadership is going to be completely different in 10 years' time? Is there a play for mentoring or is it is mentoring just a, a plaster, a system that isn't working now? My view on that would be that mentor is one of these things, isn't it, that we can see as a process that's activated in certain formalised contexts or we can see it as a sort of value and a practice that we deploy you know whenever we can and I think you know if you come to it with that sort of a heart and that sort of a mind and that you're looking to encourage I know it's men as well but I'm going to say women you're looking to encourage women to play their own transformative role in leadership by you know trying to do your best to show and role model that then I mean that gives me some hope and I would just really hope that that practice is always rooted in don't change yourself for the system as it is. Like you haven't got to train yourself to be someone who is more compliant or bends into the right shape to fit into the leadership paradigm as it is now, because we just need to look at the world. I think the word of the year is, what is it, omni-crisis or perma-crisis, that's it. So we live in a perma-crisis, so leadership is going wrong somewhere. So, you know, how can we mentor for people to fulfill their potential as leaders who are going to, you know, bring more people into a different kind of embrace, a different kind of environment, a, a kind of world of work, a more honest and human world of work, you know? That's the role that I think women can play. I don't want to be gendered about it, but generally I think women are better leaders in that regard, and I'm not ashamed to say so, and I'm happy to be challenged on it. <laughs> I always love your honesty, Laura, and your <laughs> passion for a better world really comes through. Did you want to come in on that, Rajani? So I think I think for women have a lot to offer in terms of leadership. And they're naturally, I feel, you know, good at organization. I have no idea how and why, because I wasn't, you know, raised like a typical woman. But I think we are really good. We're really good at organization. We're good at, you know, resilience, mental mental resilience, the ability to juggle, which means that when we are in leadership and we are in stressful situations, we can handle it well, plus have the empathy to actually look and consider what, you know, what everyone else is going through. So we can bring various elements to the table rather than just one Factor, right? So this is the whole thing about diversity and inclusion, where you bring uh, various things to the table. And I believe you change the dynamics of any organization by including more women in, in senior leadership and make it more successful. And I'm sure that there is research to you know, back this as well, that you know, put women on there and then you know the, the profit increases. And I think it's the things that are missing, you complement that, or even, you know, it's not that we're not good at decision making or engineering, 
but we bring more to the table. Definitely. And I think to support your point, there is research out there, both for women and ethnic minorities, that actually the outcomes for the organisations tend to improve. Not always, but definitely very often. You are actually mentoring now, Rajani, aren't you? I'm interested in what have you taken from the things that you've learned from Laura's mentoring into your own mentoring? What Have you distilled the key things that worked from what she did that you're trying to do now with your own mentees? I think it is asking the right questions. Just being there, listening, being non-judgmental, trying to ask the right questions so you to get the, the mentee to think for themselves, I think is golden. Because you can inspire people by a few words, but if you can get the mentee to see that for themselves, it is transformation right? It's not momentary, it's transformation, because then they are looking at themselves in a different, you know, in a different image or brand of of version of themselves. And I think that is where I would like my contribution to my mentees would be, is to ask the right questions, get them to see for themselves their potential, and change their keep keep things positive and inspiring for them as well as a consequence. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's both of us learning. And it's for me learning that as well. And of course, from Laura, that's what I have benefited from. Don't give the fish, right? <laughs> Teach them how to fish. And that is what I think I would I would say I've taken away and looking at my mentees. Interesting. So one thing I'm always surprised with is how many of our mentors at Leaders Plus say that they have no clue whether or not they're making a difference or obviously they do get feedback, I think some of them do, from their fellows. But even the most senior, most impressive, amazing people that I have, I'm completely starstruck by, tell me, oh, I'm not sure if I'm making a difference or not, which is so fascinating to me. And I'm just interested, do you both, are you confident that you are making that impact? Or, I mean, for example, Laura, did you have a clue that Rajani was going to email me to say how amazing you were or not? Well, no, not really in the sense that, you know, call myself amazing would be a bit weird. But I mean, I'm aware that it's been a helpful relationship, I think, because of the things that I've seen Bajani do, you know, over the last few months that I think she might not have done or done in that way before. But I suppose perhaps the question under your question is, is it really something I've done? (laughs) Or is it simply that a space has been provided, you know, where different kinds of conversations are okay. So I don't want to sort of do myself down because I get really annoyed when women do that. But there's probably two things, isn't there? Or there's probably lots of things. There's the fact that we're very different. There's the fact that maybe Rajani was feeling like there was a point in time where she was feeling she was at this ceiling or this wall. The fact that I think because of the work I've done for sort of 30 years now, I I kind of have this sense of systems and how organizations work. So I was maybe able to help bring some of that skill in a little bit to help Rajani make sense of what she was seeing going on happening around her in her organization, which I suppose is where the seniority of, of mentors comes in handy for people, you know, in the sense that 
you kind of have a different perspective on what's going on in the organization because you've been in lots of leadership roles and had that breadth of perspective and also held those responsibilities for decision making and always looked like the person you know behind the closed doors where people think why don't they just get their act together why can't they see what we can see well because you know because 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 um so I suppose there's there's lots of things but there's also the thing about creating space for different kinds of conversations and it's very difficult to do that within your immediate work environment because the incentives are very skewed to just getting the job done that the incentives don't trend, tend to be skewed towards exploration or generative conversations or, or or anything like that so even when you're having a personal development conversation it's really so you can be more useful to this employer it's not really so you can live a more rounded life or so you can fulfill your potential you know outside of this work relationship so so I don't know, very long answer to your question, but kind of an inkling, but also I just feel like everyone should be able to have access to these kind of spaces, you know. Agree. And I think also because there is social capital involved to an extent. Yeah. And especially in a truly unequal society. Yeah. Like I think we are now. I mean, I'm not saying rationally that you need social capital, but just generally, if we look at equalizing society and giving opportunities to those who don't have them now, then that looking at life through a mentor with a value of mentoring and yeah. having that mindset, even if you don't have a formal relationship, but giving away your experience yeah. freely is really powerful. Just very briefly, either of you, have you ever seen mentoring go bad? And if yes, how do you avoid that? Any advice for our listeners of how to avoid mentoring going bad? I have. It's not gone bad at all. <laughs> so so far and since Laura you know like you don't know what you don't know and then I discovered Laura and the, the you know the power of mentoring and I have approached within work outside of work to mentor me and so far it's not gone wrong because if you approach them with the sense of learning and if you have a clear agenda as to you know why you are there you know everyone wants to help everyone wants to contribute so yeah, I haven't seen any any such thing. But my, like I said, my scope is really, really small in that sense. I've just started off on this journey. Probably Laura should be able to add here. I don't know if I have actually. I think, I think I've sometimes felt. Yeah, it's interesting what you say, um, Bruna, about social capital and sort of giving something away for free and all the rest of it. I think that if I was really honest, I would say that there has been the odd time not within the leaders plus frame, but where I have felt slightly frustrated that, you know, something that's taking shape as a mentoring relationship is actually not exploitative, but isn't, you know, because then, you know, why would I be letting myself be exploited, but isn't really living the values that I would hope. So, you know, sometimes helping women particularly to, you know, move forwards, but not really getting an impression that they want to pay it forward or that they have, a strong intention around seeing other women learn and grow and, and, and develop. And, you know, that sort of is a bit of a clash with my value system that I find it hard to sort of push to one side, <laughs> she says, making an understatement. Yeah. So basically your reflection is not to put words on your mouth, but what I'm hearing is that it's really important to choose mentees or mentors with the purpose in mind yeah. And, you know, I'm a feminist. I will bring feminist principles to whatever I do. I really want to see women grow and develop and I want to work with women. I mean, you know, Rajani's mission around women and what she wants for her daughters and stuff. I mean, who's not going to want to get on board with that? 
I definitely want to. But if she was sort of saying this, well, I'm doing this so that I can make maximum money for myself and retire in four years time. Thank you very much. I, that would not be a particularly interesting relationship for me to invest time in, you know, because it's also a thing about scale, isn't it? I'm just one person. She's just one person. But together, we might make a difference to eight people or 10 people, you know, and, and, and that's what you want. You don't want just this sort of isolated little thing that is beneficial for two people, but doesn't have any reach because, well, I mean, maybe that's better than nothing, right? But it, it's not, I don't know. Hmm. Agreed. Completely agreed. We've actually, just on a side note, we've started counting how many of our fellows are supporting and mentoring how many of our other parents at the end of the program that they say they wouldn't have supported otherwise. So we must share that data with you, Laura. I think you might find that quite interesting. Um, so to conclude, I would like to ask you both for top three tips that someone who wants to find a mentor this week could do. And if you don't have three, that's totally fine. Like I said, since Laura, and I'm hooked on, you know, it's like a drug, right? Um, <laughs> you want more of it. You can't have enough mentors in your life. And and last, thankfully for me, Laura has been a really positive experience. And I have seen how it, it's been transformational for me. So I have actually since then mentored, you know, opened up for mentoring others, exactly like what Laura said, because I can see the value in mentoring. I've gone gone back to my work and said, hey, we should have this mentor mentoring relationship. And I found a mentor at work. It could be anyone that in your sponsor network at work outside, go reach out to them. I even met someone who was talking in this conference, but I was really impressed by some of the agile at scale. So I literally went connected with them and said, hey, do you want me I want to be a mentor? And they were more than happy. So everyone wants to give and contribute. So just reach out. There's this organization called Meet a Mentor run by Helen and Helen Lewis and Barry Frankfurt. So I've signed up for them. That's for me, like aspiring CTOs or you can go and find a mentor on the path that you, you know, you want to take the journey. So there's a lot of things out there. So I think if you are open for it, you will find a mentor this week because you will meet people and you'll be like, wow. I think they can have some influence on me or help me with, with this and just uh, reach out, I would say, more than anything. Thank you very much. Laura? Yeah, before I do my three things, I just want to say, what a woman of action. <laughs> this is what inspires me about working with Rajini because, um, you know, she decides she's going to do something and she does it. So, and none of that is down to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess three things. I guess the first might be that you might have mentors already. You just haven't given them that identity. And there's probably something quite kind of affirming and comforting in sort of scanning around your relationships that you have and thinking, well, you know, am I getting that already? And maybe if I just kind of nurtured it a bit more, it, it would bring both of us more if I gave it an identity. I think the second thing is that we're probably you know, in a more formal sense, encouraged to go into these relationships, thinking very much about, you know, what you want to get from it. And I wonder whether a more helpful question is what values you're both going to bring to it, because that that sort of sets a different kind of frame, I think. It's more about, about the spirit and it gives you permission to explore quite broadly rather than it being a sort of transaction where, which is slightly different. And I suppose the third thing, I'm, I'm really struck by your thing about thank you letters and so on is, you know, people are probably more 
grateful than you think to be asked you know because it's you know it's flattering I mean obviously this whole podcast has been immensely flattering so I'm just going to go away and do something rubbish now to ground myself again um you know yeah so ask people and make it a values-based ask perhaps rather than a you know transaction-based ask and it, it could take you to all sorts of interesting places very powerful thank you so much so if people want to follow your work want to find out more about you where would they go laura let's start with you linkedin really i'm working on the next iteration of my website but that that was my plan for this year and it hasn't happened yet so 2023 so mainly linkedin laura harrison yeah perfect what about you rajani i imagine someone is going to approach you to be their mentor now (laughs) (laughs) she's great on linkedin by the way (laughs) Yeah, so I'm I'm on LinkedIn, Rajini Rao G, I think. Verena, I don't know if you can add my LinkedIn so people can reach out to me should they need to. I don't have a website. And I am still waiting to do a makeover of my LinkedIn. It's work in progress, you know, halfway there, but not fully, yeah, not fully there yet. Great. Thank you so much, both. It's been really insightful to talk to you. And my Actually, my view has changed a little bit. I thought there were things that you had to do. What I've learned is actually there's a lot about the purpose behind it. So my thinking has been challenged. So thank you for both for that. Thank you for the interesting conversation and being part of the podcast. Thanks, Verena. Nice to see you again. Thank you, Verena, for having me. And thank you, Laura. I hope this podcast has been useful to you, has given you new food for thought and maybe some new ideas. And if you'd like to get further involved, you could do that, for example, by joining our fellowship program. It's a really awesome career development program, which is all about making sure you can fulfill your career dreams while also having your little ones in tow and not feeling you have to apologize for it. You can find details about it on leadersplus.org.uk. And, you know, in practical terms, you get access to inspirational role models. You'll get a personal senior leader mentor. You get support with practical challenges, such as using, you know, how do you say no, managing your workload. But most importantly, it's going to give you time to think. In fact, it's going to make you think about what you want in your career and family life. And it's going to make you do that with some amazing peers who've all been carefully selected because they want to support other parents to continue to progress their careers but also they're you know come from diverse backgrounds but not be part of a supportive community so if you want to join and have a chat and be part of something i guess and the podcast is real but something realer than podcast then please have a look on on the platform you can also get involved in our free events so we have one coming up now 11th of january which is about returning to work after maternity share parental adoption leave if you are in that situation it's free so you can definitely check it out if you're in that situation or your uh, your friends are then please direct them there all the details are on leadersplus.org.uk forward slash events and thank you to everyone who's already supported me with this podcast i've been really pleased to see how many people have shared it if you believe that the world of podcasting should be slightly less male dominated and you think it's not okay that 70% or so of the top 10% of shows are run by male hosts, then I would be extremely grateful for your support. If you can share it with three to four friends or leave a five-star review, that would really help with the visibility and I'm super grateful for it. Thank you very much and see you next week.